Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Fall in love with lunch again at Subway with 19 fresh new ingredients at participating restaurants. Morning and welcome back to Crunch Time, Kane Corns, Bob Murphy, David King and the five-time Dermot Brereton in the house for you. Yesterday it was a pretty dominant Essendon that got the chocolates over North Melbourne by 58 points. Their coach, he's won three on the trot, is John Warsfold. John, congratulations and welcome to Crunch Time. Thanks very much. It was carnage before the game, two late changes, and one in particular we didn't see coming. You, you did elect to include Joe Danaher to replace Zach Clark, who was uh, in doubt all week. Take us through the thought process there. Yeah, uh, Zach Clark um, had just got a caught calf the, the week before. Um, so with our training program going into uh, a Friday game, the, the main session for us was on Tuesday, but he didn't get up for that. He, we felt it was better to wait an extra day for him to, uh, to train. So he trained on Wednesday and got through everything he had to do. So from all accounts, he was uh, part fit, ready to go. So we selected him. Um, he didn't then train with the guys on Thursday because he'd had his run on Wednesday. Uh, but Friday, woke up and said his calf was really tight and uh, that he could feel it walking on it. So he had to get in and get medically checked. And the docs uh, believe that he must have had a re-bleed in that calf cork um, and wasn't available to play. So they ruled him out at about 10.30 yesterday morning. Um, and uh, we'd left Joe out of the squad because we really had, by Thursday night when we put the squad in, didn't believe there was any doubt with Zach Clark. So uh, Joe was always going to be a better replacement for him. So we had to um, you know, notify the AFL on the media and, and North Melbourne Footy Club uh, you know, that we'd erred in terms of putting our squad in and we wanted to add Joe Danaher into it. Sarakis was um, was really a, a late fitness test to see how he'd come up. We wanted to give him every day. On Thursday, he said, I couldn't play uh, today, but it's getting better so much, uh, so quickly. I might be right tomorrow, and we were happy to give him um, you know, another 24 hours to see how he pulled up. But uh, he also had a run around about 10 o'clock on Friday morning and couldn't hit top speed, so we ruled him out then. So with the Danaher one, I guess there will be some form of sanction from the AFL. Have they let you know what that will be? Because he wasn't, as you said, included as one of the four emergencies. Uh, I'm not sure. So that that goes beyond me now. We I certainly knew there was going to be a fine. Um, you know, it's stipulated um, in the rules that uh, if you make a change to your, to your um, 26 on game day, that there is a sanction. So. Um, that wasn't something we just took for granted. We certainly went through the proper procedure of through our football manager and our CEO making sure that they were comfortable that, uh, you know, we it wasn't a deliberate ploy that uh, we're wasting the club's money. Um, it came about through a, a lot of different circumstances. So, um, yeah, we, we'll have to cop that. Um, and uh, we certainly had to weigh that up prior to making that decision. Well, Sturm here. How are you going, mate? Good, Dern. Thanks. Excellent. Hey, Dylan Shield, has he changed the complexion of how you set up in your stoppages? I mean, a lot of the time we see him exiting the front of the stoppage with nothing but cut grass in front of him, and we know his power and his speed off the mark. It, it puts a complete different complexion on, on, the, on the game. Have, have you set up differently from previous times 
to cater for this or, or, or cater to it? Well, that's a very good question, Derm. Um, I, Hayden Skipworth runs all our midfields and uh, stoppage setups uh, with James Kelly. So those two guys run all that. I don't get too heavily involved in you know what they're asking players to do. Um, but there's no doubt when you add someone that brings you know a certain level of uh, real key strengths to your group, uh, you look to maximise that, but you also look to see how it blends with, with what you currently have. So we have been like testing things out a little bit with how we've used Dyson Heppel, Zach Merritt, um, even Devin Smith uh, over the first few rounds while Dylan's been there to see you know, the different roles and, and what the different setups are going to look like. And there's no doubt after the first couple of rounds, the guys have got a really strong idea about where our strengths lie in terms of our setups. But it also depends on, obviously, ruck versus ruck and, and how much advantage you think you might be able to get out of the hitouts. He, he's, he was eagerly sought after by many, many clubs, and he, he chose the Bombers. I think Dev Smith had a bit to do with that, getting him across the line and, and, the, and the club as it uh, looks to progress forward. Is he a better player now that you've got him from what you can see at close hand? Is he what you exactly thought he was, or or does he lie somewhere else? Is he, is he better than what you thought you were getting? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. I, I think there's a couple of things. If you go back a couple of years when Dylan was uh, made the All-Australian team, he was obviously at the absolute elite level, uh, and that's the Dylan shield we were looking for. Yep. Um, last year, he didn't have quite the dominant year, and he acknowledged that uh, had some surgery, some shoulder issues post-season, and it limited his uh, his elite preparation. So this year we were confident he he was wrapped with his uh, preparation. He had no surgery. He felt like he was ready to prepare himself to get back to his absolute best. So, you know, we we spoke to him a lot um, about you know his attitude to the game. We understood that he was a real professional in preparing himself. Takes uh, takes great pride in how. He um, covers everything off to make sure he's, uh, he's as well prepared as, he's, as he can be. And, you know, he's uh, shown that in terms of fits in really well with our boys and little guys who just love doing that little bit of extra stuff to, uh, to get themselves right. Bill's, you know, uh, relishing that. Um, you're moving beautifully at the moment. The team's uh, you're kicking goals and you're climbing the ladder as we speak. Pl- uh, Supporters will love to hear reasons why certain things, and then they love to know why it's not going to happen again. What's your synopsis as you look back uh, on the the poor showing in weeks one and two? Yeah, well, I see that, that there are two different things. Week week one was uh, just um, you know a really well below par effort, and that was not necessarily in terms of the way we wanted to play. It was just the players didn't come ready for the onslaught of you know round one. Uh, for whatever reason that was, we've, we've certainly got to dig into and say, was it our preparation? We had a very long break between our second JLT game, which was uh, the first game of that round. It was a Thursday night into a Sunday game, you know, two weeks later. Uh, so we'll just have a look at how we kept the players on edge and whether we uh, didn't wind them up at exactly the right moment. Mm. Because we went out and played, but they came off and they didn't look bruised. They didn't look like they were absolutely spent up. Oh, that'd that irk you, mate. That'd irk you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, really disappointed. Whereas, you know, the next couple of weeks, they did have a crack against the Saints. We were still a bit shaky and we probably over-tried. We started, we probably over-corrected with our work around the contest and let the Saints get outside us a bit. And uh, some of their smalls got, got some space and, uh, and hit the scoreboard. So... You know, that was not lack of effort. That was probably trying too hard to correct, you know, the massive 
um, difference in contested possession. Uh, we got panted by the uh, by the Giants. So I was wrapped that they were back in terms of the way they wanted to work and they were listening to instructions. And then from there, we just got it got it right. I feel like um, you know after the Saints game, the players knew we can't go too hard one way or the other. Um, so that, that's probably it in a nutshell. There's always other factors, um, yeah. selection, availability of players, all those other things. But the main one was um, we just didn't play at the intensity that round one needed us to play at, and that, that really hurt us. And we've had to uh, work hard to peg that back. Can I ask you about the captain, John? I think that Dyson Heppel's been enormous uh, for your football club, just in the way he handles himself, the way he speaks, how how honest he is, and it's refreshing to hear when he when you know when you're going through your rough patch at round one and two, he didn't sugarcoat anything. He called it as it was, and then and then for him to be able to handle the new challenge of not being a a prime centre bounce uh, midfielder for you, he's gone to the wing, he's gone a bit of bit of half back. Just his role in 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 the the return to form of the, of the Bombers. Yeah, well, I think it's it's not only the last couple of weeks, but um, as laid back as he comes across, and he's a personable person, you know, he's, he's Dyson Heppel in all his interviews. He doesn't try to talk the talk. He just says it how he says it, and um, that's how he is all the time. But he's an unbelievably driven man, you know, committed to seeing the Essendon Footy Club uh, really be successful on the field. So um, that's what he drives with the group. You know, they know that he's... He comes across uh, laid back and friendly and relaxed, but he is driven and, um, you know, that's that's why he's captain of the club. That's what the players really do see in him. That's what they respect in him. Uh, and we certainly back that up. So, um, you know, he's, uh, he's a standout leader in terms of the captaincy uh, for us, but he has got some wonderful support around him as well. I'm not sure of your religious beliefs or anything like that, John, but bringing Ham in on Good Friday is was a strange, <laughs> was a strange selection. Yeah. Yes, we were tempting fate. There's no doubt about that. He was very good, wasn't he? Uh, he was. Look, he's, he obviously comes in because he'd shown us some stuff that uh, that we thought was, you know, going to be exciting at AFL level. Uh, elite running capability. Very lightly framed, but um, you know, no more lightly framed than some of the other young kids you see making their debut as, as young players. Um, but uh, composed when he gets the ball, um, you know, knows where to go, knows what to do when he gets the ball in his hand. So, um, yeah, we were wrapped, you know, for him to get the opportunity. Obviously, he had to come through uh, Zaharakis um, not getting up for the for the game. Um, but he came in and played the role exactly how he wanted him to. Just before Bob, I said, mate, he's playing in the right era. I could I could imagine a young John, younger oh, John yeah. Warsfold coming off the line about thirty metres away, running into someone <laughs> like Young Ham. Yes, yeah. Well, if he didn't have the speed to match him, then you had to find a way to throw that a little bit, <laughs> just a tad. John, Bobby, congratulations on the win, and I'll, I'll pray for your sins regarding regarding Ham. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to—I mean, it was clear that the midfield dominance that was a that was a fearsome display by your boys last night. But I want to ask you about Andrew McGrath, who who maybe for for a top pick slips under the radar a bit. How did you see his game and his season so far? Uh, yeah, and he's tracking along really well. Um, yeah, so last year he had a fair bit of time playing on the wing, fairly new position for him, um, and he and he played back a bit when we needed him as well. Um, this year more mid, and then starting to get some more time on ball right inside, and you know he's tracking along really well. I think um, 
the exciting part with Andy was uh, he knows how to find the ball. He wins his one-on-one contest. He's good, good body work and good uh, reaction to win it on the ground. Last year, almost every time he got the ball in his hands, he quickly fed it backwards with a handball to someone like Michael Hurley or Kyle Hooker or Marty. It uh, was Marty last year. But those more senior players, he just wanted to get it out of his hands and give it to those senior guys. So he wasn't getting a lot of uh, metres gained. And this year, the big focus is when he's got the ball, take the game on and start to attack it, run forward. And we're seeing that a lot more. He's hitting the scoreboard uh, regularly um, and really starting to cut lines. And you can see if he sees a little gap, he's now going to take it on and carry the ball forward. So um, that's what we're finding really exciting. His, um, his possession rate's pretty solid for, for what we're asking him to do. Uh, but his metres gained are really starting to impact uh, the way we want to play. Just a quick one, John. Tracking forward to next week to Anzac Day, you'll almost be at full strength. You'd expect Smith to be back in the lineup and Zaharakis to be available. Would that be almost yeah. full strength? Uh, yeah, that that would be close to full strength. You know, we've got some. Uh, we've got Marty Gleeson. You know, he's playing yeah. down here today. This is his first full hit out, so he's pretty much available now. Uh, and then a young player like Josh Begley, who was in the lineup last year, um, I think he's on full game time today as well. So he'll be up and about. And, and Aaron Francis, you know, the other one that is uh, always pushing to be in our best team, he, he's having a hit out today. Plus guys like Laverde. Um, so, you know, we've got some good depth, but uh, in terms of having all those guys available to select from, yeah, we'll be close to full strength. Just James Stewart, probably the. The key one, um, and Sean McKernan out with those uh, with the injuries that they've got. Well, Wusha, thanks so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it, and good luck and the big one next Thursday. Thanks very much, John, John. Warsfold, the coach of the Essendon Footy Club. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call thirteen twenty one ninety one.